Hi, my name is Melanie Thorley and I'm a solicitor here at MJT Law and you are watching The Lawcast. Today, I'm going to be super quick. Um, this is a really interesting decision and what's interesting about it is that it went to a hearing. I know I say this from time to time, people, but I'm really fascinated by these, this is an unfair dismissal case, by these unfair dismissal cases, um, sorry, this is a general protections case, where employees just make these mad, mad claims. So in this case, we have an employee working um, at a consulting engineer company. She's been there for some time and she's had some ups and downs and she's not really getting through her work anymore. The place had expanded and she's getting a bit overworked. She doesn't like it. Um, she decided, she, she, had a, she had a performance review and was surprised that it was a good one and just told them at the time that she was going to resign. Please accept this formal, this letter as formal notification of my intention to resign. Now, what happened after she resigned is that she went on sick leave. So she provided the doctor's certificate and went on sick leave. Now, the employer paid her up to the point she went on sick leave and then stopped paying her. And they did that because she, they said that she hadn't had got any leave entitlements left to be entitled to be paid. The respondent objected to this and said that she's basically been dismissed. Now, for a start, this is not a claim on general protections in my view. This seems to be an un unpaid entitlements claim where she wants the pay with which she thought she would be she was deserve she was deserving of or entitled to because it was her notice period. And and the court, the commission actually said this as well. Her detriment for this is only the period with which she ought to have been paid her notice period. So she makes this she makes this application and everything gets looked at. And the meaning of dismissed is when a person's been dismissed if the person's employment with their employment has been terminated on the employer's initiative or the person has resigned from their employment but was forced to do so because of the conduct of the employer. Now She's claiming that she was forced to resign because she wasn't getting paid. <sighs> now, the, the, only, the, the Deputy President Sams noted that the only consideration they had to make that day was the jurisdiction of whether or not the termination was at the initiative of the employer or not. Now, They considered the evidence and they found that the applicant was not dismissed within the meaning um, of the act and she was not dismissed out of the initiative of the respondent nor was she forced to resign because of the conduct engaged by the respondent. The court said that there was no question that the applicant resigned. To the extent that she may have suggested she was forced to do so, I reject that, that suggestion. The applicant had a positive performance review only days before she resigned. Further, her resignation letter makes no suggestion of being forced to resign. On the contrary, the resignation letter is positive about her time while with the respondent. And if we just turn to that, which I can because I've got the case in front of me, it says, 
please accept this letter of formal notification of my intention to resign from my position, blah, 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 blah. I'd like to take the chance to thank you for the opportunity to have worked in the position for the past 15 months and four days. I've learned a great deal during my time here and enjoyed collaborating with my colleagues. I'll take a lot of what I've learned um, with me and my career will look back in time here as a valuable period of my professional life. During the next four weeks, I'll do what I can to make the transition smooth. Please let me know if you require anything further. So, she didn't stick the knife in on her way out. Um, the commission said that the letter was positive about her time. And uh, what was clear from the evidence is that the applicant was unable to work on the balance of her, not the balance of her notice period, which the respondent was entitled to require her to do, because she was unwell. The applicant contends that she was dismissed because she was not paid for the balance of her notice period and that she and says that her personal leave was available to her. The respondent contends that she was not dismissed and not entitled to a payment of the balance of the notice period and she was not able to work and had no remaining entitlement left. <sighs> now, most of the respondent's witnesses were unavailable for cross-examination because of the mistaken belief that following these statements was all that was required. <laughs> they must have been acting on their own behalf. Yeah, okay, they were they were representing themselves. Um, I only giggle because if, if you give a witness statement, you have to take the stand. It's just as simple as that. Um, they were not available for cross-examination. I do not accept their witness statements into evidence. <laughs> I love it. You're not going to give evidence on the stand. Your witness statement is worthless. I like it. There was no employment records before the commission and given the lack of evidence, it's not possible for the commission to conclude that about whether or not personal leave was available to her. The applicant relied on the decision of a different um, commissioner in support of her contention that she had been dismissed. In Brenner, the applicant had resigned giving three weeks notice. The next working day, she was told to return her keys and other property and respondent was paid one week's pay in lieu of notice. Deputy President found that while she had resigned, the actions of employer informing the view that she would not return to the workplace and pay her only one week's notice was termination. And he awarded her compensation for the amount equivalent to the balance of the notice period, two weeks pay. The obvious difference between the circumstances in that case and the one in the, you know, in the, with this woman is that the applicant provided medical certificate clearly indicating that she would not be able to work the remainder of the notice period. This is not a case where the respondent unilaterally shortened the period by giving um, given to the applicant. The dispute about the entitlement to be paid personal leave then it does not change the undisputed fact that the applicant resigned and was unable to work the balance of her notice period. So that's really interesting. From my perspective, the commission basically said, you resigned. Um, you couldn't work the balance of the notice period. So you weren't terminated. You just weren't going to turn up to work. Her contention about payment is a completely different question. And I object to her bringing that to the table because there are other areas with which is better jurisdiction for claiming underpayment. But I think this, from her perspective, this was the easier jurisdiction. Well, the commission, deputy president didn't have it and said no. What I find extraordinary is that she took it to a bloody hearing. Are you kidding me? What, what was her end game here? At best, she was going to receive the balance of her notice period if she was entitled to it. I mean, honestly, 
what actually was her end game? I don't know. I actually don't know what she wanted. And these people represented themselves. So I can't, can't imagine that there was a solicitor involved on the other side asking those questions. But certainly as an employment lawyer, that is the question I always ask every single one of my clients. What is your outcome? If her outcome was to collect the two, hour, to the two weeks pay, then she should have taken that to a different forum because that's the right forum to consider whether or not it was owed. If her end game was for a, to be considered an unfair dismissal, or sorry, a general protections matter, then the only compensation for economic loss that she would have been owed is the balance of her notice period, which is very minimal in comparison to the time it would take to go through court. So I'm fascinated to find out what her outcome was here. But the analysis from Deputy President Dean was excellent. He went through um, everything that was you know was required and determined that it didn't matter whether or not there was an underpayment because she wasn't going to return back to work because her doctor's certificate said so. Interesting case it shows also the litigious nature of employees these days. Um, that case was only handed down about well yesterday so or two days ago actually. So again Thank you for watching and listening to the Lawcast. I will get back to you in a couple more weeks. See you later for now.